Let's get real, let's get inspirational, a little bit emotional, and let's shed some sunshine. This is the Sunshine Steven Podcast. Welcome! Good day and happy Wednesday! Thank you for tuning in to the Sunshine Steven Podcast, and I'm super excited about this episode um, little backstory. I wrote an article in December highlighting um, five queer-owned businesses, and um, of course, being who I am, I reached out to those businesses and their owners and was like, hey, I wrote this about you. Hope you like it. Also, I have a podcast. If you're interested, I would love to chat with you. So, um, I got a good responses and feedback and stuff. So, um, so far three of the five have said yes. So yay. <laughs> uh, for this episode, I'll be talking to Ben Cunard, who is the founder and owner of five North chocolate. I don't want to give too much away, but I mean, who doesn't love chocolate? I mean, I will say I'm not a big, big chocolate. I, I say that, and then, like, in the episode later, I'm like, I'm not the biggest fan of chocolate. I mean, I like chocolate. I love it when I have it, too, but I'm not like, I need chocolate every day. But, girl, sometimes, you know, when you just have that itch and you want chocolate real bad, you will take some knees out, you know, take just Tanya Harding them and get some chocolate. Well, Tarting, T- Tanya Harding allegedly. So... Yeah, um, it's a great conversation. Um, talk about how it all started and talk about the flavors. And even he gives a little update on what he's they're working on now and everything like that. So overall, it was a great experience. He's super nice. And I'm going to shut up now and get right to it. Alrighty, well, welcome, Ben, and thank you so much for stopping by the Sunshine Stephen podcast. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Stephen. Uh, of course, yes. I'm super excited um, to give a little backstory for the listeners, because uh, I've been living under a rock, and no offense, didn't know who you were or your company. <laughs> so um, doing um, some research for an article that I wrote in December, I wanted to showcase LGBTQ plus owned businesses and um you were one of those people that popped up and I was like oh what's this and then I was like chocolate who doesn't love chocolate I was like okay cool um so I went in five north chocolate by the way I should probably should have said the name um first and so I went into the website and started looking I was like oh my god this is so awesome and amazing and then um something that I told myself was to be braver with my podcast because I've had a lot of friends on there and I'm like I need to reach out to people like business owners and stuff and say, Hey, I'm like the worst that I can say is no, or just ghost me because that's happened. (laughs) Um, But you were nice enough to actually say, yes, there's actually three people on that list of five that were nice enough to say, Oh my God, I would love um, to talk and everything like that. So again, thank you so much. I'll shut up now and let you give a little backstory about yourself and the company and everything. And then we'll go from there. Happy to, and always happy to be accessible to to really anyone who's interested in kind of lifting our message up too. I think that's really important. Oh yeah, awesome. Um, but yeah, well, hey everyone, my name is Ben Kennard. Uh, I grew up and now live on Long Island in New York. Um, and I started a chocolate company as a college student 
Uh, I was naive enough to think I could change the candy industry. And that's what I set out to do. So starting with hard candies and, and even like gummies and gummy worms, um, we were trying to tr create really a healthy and guilt-free option for some of our candy favorites. Uh, and eventually after lots of recipe testing and, and sampling with our friends and our peers, we landed on chocolate. And the rest is history. <laughs> yeah, that I feel like that puts my college experience to shame because I was not that productive um, in college. No, we, we all have, I think, our, our own paths in college. And actually my first kind of experience and activity that I threw myself into in college was uh, our juggling club on campus. So um, yeah. I'm glad you said that because I did see <laughs> videos and... It's funny because I've always, um, I think the first time, like, and I'm not trying to kiss up or anything, but the first time that I saw juggling was on, I think, an episode of Full House. Uncle Joey did it when I was younger. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that sounds like so cool. And then when I saw, I've always had that in the back of my mind, like, that would be kind of cool to learn. And then I saw that you juggle and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, people actually do this still. Like. <laughs> All right. So I mean, it's, it is kind of clowning around, but yeah. um, in a, in a fun and different way. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm all, I'm all about that. Um, but yeah, that's really cool though. In college that you, you started that and like, yeah, I, I agree. I feel like a lot of people are in different paths. Mine was just, um, let's watch <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer reruns and <laughs> get through college right. and, and get out. So now I'm trying to find my way. So um, that's really awesome, though, um, that you started. Now, before we get into everything, though, I do have to ask, and hopefully it's a yes, do you actually like chocolate? I love chocolate. Okay, good. <laughs> yes. All my questions in the quote-unquote game are all chocolate-related, and then I was thinking, I was like, you know what would be ironic? Like, what if he hates chocolate? Like you know, it's funny. I think I think most food and beverage founders um, really love their product and have a real deep passion for, you know, the taste and authenticity of it. Um, I do know one fellow chocolate entrepreneur who does not love chocolate, but she really, she does the work because she knows others do. And she, um, wanted to kind of bring something to the market that she knew others would love too. So, um, that's like a real sacrifice. I think I was going to say, yeah, that's bringing a food product to market that you don't love yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Is pretty, pretty unique. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I was I was worried there for a second. <laughs> if you just hate chocolate. Um, it reminds me of too, like when a lot of people work at a restaurant or fast food for a while and they're like, oh, I'll never eat there again. Right. <laughs> and so you've been doing this for quite a, some time. And I'm like, what if you just over chocolate? And I was like, no, I still eat it, still love it, still overindulge. Chocolate's still great to me. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> um, so I guess take us back to when, if I, if my research, does me correct I believe it was 2012 or 13 that you 16 16 yeah that's when it started okay yeah the, the, okay the one that I found it was a, a video of you juggling and you said you were uh in college that's true yes yes okay um not that I stalked you or anything yeah. but <laughs> some resources oh it's so, all public <laughs> yeah uh 2016 is when um business started yeah Walk us through, like there's millions of people listening, um, <laughs> walk us through what that was like at the beginning, because me, much like a lot of people probably have no idea how to even start a business. <laughs> well, I mean, none of us really do until you do it, but right. 
Um, I was a senior in college. Uh, I had just jumped into uh, a class focused on entrepreneurship. So it was actually, it was like a three semester class. And um, I jumped in at the commercial ideation part of the class, which was all about creating ideas that we think could be um, potentially scalable and sellable ideas. So um, that was where I kind of introduced this idea for a guiltless candy. I, you know, I always, I loved good chocolate. I loved good candy, a good sweet. I just hated the guilt that was always associated with it. And there are really two parts of that guilt. One is obviously like consuming sugar and bad ingredients. And then the other is on the supply chain side, like farmers all around the world who aren't always compensated fairly for their work. So those two things are really what I wanted to change in candy. And then uh, my last semester in college was the kind of write the business plan and actually launch the business. So with the safety net of having a class and peers who I was working on this project with, Mm -hmm. I was able to kind of develop our recipes, create samples, write a business plan, pitch it at competitions, even earn a little funding, and then, you know, go actually pilot the product in a couple of stores. So it was right upon graduation that I started going into a commercial kitchen, put the hairnet on, the chef's jacket, everything, um, you know, got my commercial food license so that I could actually um, operate in the kitchen and create, you know, a, a sellable legal product on the market. Right. Um, and I just created the product by hand because, you know, it was either that or go to a co-packer who would need me to make thousands and thousands of units at a time. So right. I just needed to kind of test the, test the idea and get a few customers to start. So I went into a commercial kitchen, produced, you know, a few hundred units at a time and started selling at farmers markets and events and eventually a few like small specialty gift stores. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's literally from the ground up <laughs> that <laughs> you, you were in there actually hair night and all making, um, everything as my dogs chime in they're excited too <laughs> they're super excited even though uh do not give chocolate to your dogs guys <laughs> right right <laughs> as much as they they always beg for chocolate i'm like no this will literally kill you yeah um and i have to admit so when i found out and everything this is december um i was like yeah i'm gonna get some of this chocolate so i can try it and everything but my husband and i hope he's listening um we we started a very strict eating diet and everything and I said but look it says that, and he, he was just like I heard the word chocolate like no um, a lot of people do that you know they so hear they they kind of categorize those those food items and will eliminate some that they think aren't going to be good exactly so he said well maybe in March and I'm like okay not that my <laughs> husband's controlling I don't want people to that like he's he like I, I could still freely buy buy it, but I'm like, you know what? Maybe for my birthday, which is in March, um, I'll get some, <laughs> and um, I'll probably go to town on the the sea salt pistachio one because I love <laughs> pistachios. Um, yeah, but yeah. Side note, sidebar um, for that. But that's really awesome that you did you were, you did the nitty gritty and we're in there. And doesn't that sound like the American dream though? Like starting. <laughs> with an idea and then actually being able and farmers market. I have a good friend. We actually went to high school and she has her own um, business. She does skincare products and everything, but she started, you know, making it, testing it to close friends and then um, farmers market and stuff. So that really is like an American dream. Like 
Yeah, it, it's the place to start, right? Yeah. Like that's where, yeah, and that was so important in the early stages, especially was like, we didn't know anything about what flavors to make, what size package to make, how to price mm -hmm. it, uh, even how to market it. Like, like what are people actually looking for? And at a farmer's market, you find all of that out mm -hmm. right away, good or bad. You really get your nose bloodied and you find out really quick what people like, what they don't. Yeah. You find out what they're willing to actually pull money out of their wallet for, like physically in that moment. Um, and then if they're not, you can even dig and find out why, why? right? Yeah. Like if they take a sample and it's just not for them, they'll explain and they'll tell you and be truthful. Um, and that's some of the best learning you can get at the early stages before you kind of invest even more time and money into it. No, definitely. Yeah. I actually helped my friend at the farmer's market once. Um, and it, <laughs> just like you said, like there were times and so I was just on it I was like I mean it's not my business but I'll give her the notes <laughs> yes. and I was like why why are you hesitant getting this face mask and they you know oh well I think x y and z and it's like okay well maybe this will be a better so solution but then also too you can write notes like okay they don't like this combination or this flavor um not right. of face mask but of chocolate yeah <laughs> so it's like okay let's maybe try this so that's really awesome though that you were able to experience that and I did want to get a little bit into um even though it's not on my outline so don't be um too mad the fair trade yeah if sure. you could explain that and go into that because I think that's really awesome and important um, for people to take note of yeah so you know most people when they hear the word fair trade they think of coffee that is mm -hmm. the number one certified fair trade product on the market today um following closely behind you'll find you know, fair trade sugar, chocolate, honey, tea, cotton, um, all kinds of products now available on the market. But essentially what fair trade is, is it's a third party certification uh, that ensures that there's no child labor or slave labor in your oh, supply awesome. chain. So basically what it means is farmers on the ground at origin who are producing what it is that you're consuming earned a fair living wage for their work. Um, they, you know, weren't exposed to harmful chemicals in the production of that work. They actually have a voice on the farm or in that production site um, for their own concerns. And then also, in addition to kind of the fair labor part of it, for um, every ton of, in the case of chocolate, for every ton of cacao that's sold, mm. a certain amount of premium is actually sent back to that community. Mm. Um, so it's almost, in that sense, it's, it's a charitable way of supporting those communities. And those communities uh, democratically decide and elect how to use those funds in the community. So they might do it for like a community laundry facility mm. or building a school or, you know, implementing dental or healthcare uh, amongst their community, whatever the, the, wherever the need is greatest, it really gives those farmers the choice to invest in their community. Yeah, that's awesome. And it really does truly feel like guilt-free chocolate, not only eating wise, but like I'm buying this and knowing not like a, a 12 year old's not <laughs> working 16 hour days making this. I laugh, but exactly. that's a serious thing and awful. Right. No, you're um, right. It's very foreign concept to us, but yeah. it's also very real. And, and it's, it's hard to comprehend that because it's so far away. Oh yeah. It's, it's very, I didn't really, I was so oblivious, but my major is actually sociology and criminal justice uh, was my minor. So we talked about that and I, I, it just, I was like, this isn't real. And they're like, no, this is real. And then we even, um, I'm not saying the restaurant, but there was a restaurant um, in Florida. They were caught, like they literally had human trafficked some people and they were working in their restaurant 
to pay off their debts and stuff. And I was like, oh my, and they were like, oh, this happens in America all the time at factories right. and stuff. And I'm like, like right, even is, close to home. Yeah. yeah. It's so a it's, scary thought. It really is. So I, I appreciate that, you know, you took that extra step to make sure that it's, it's coming from a, a good source. And then it also, with the premium being sent back, you know, Absolutely. helps the community and everything. So see guys eat, eat this chocolate. <laughs> so it really does feel guilt-free um, morally um, as well too. Um, so, and I say I'm a lot, so don't mind me. Uh, <laughs> I guess, uh, so now it's, it's been a few years. What have been some of the big bullet points of things that you've learned while doing this? Um, you know, I think some of the biggest are food is a very specific monster (laughs) in, in the world of like bringing a product to market specifically. Um, I think generally speaking, food margins are low. Mm. Uh, so it's, it's kind of challenging to have wiggle room when working with, uh, potential buyers. Um, that's a real challenge. I think operationalizing food to be scalable is a real challenge, like really making sure that your recipe is scalable, really making sure that, um, you know, you have the capacity really to produce more for potentially larger customers. Um, so there are a lot of growing pains, I would say, when you're going from literally your dorm room kitchen to a commercial kitchen where you're still producing things yourself all the way up to, you know, a co-manufacturer who can handle larger volumes. All of those kind of in-between steps are just really challenging to, to figure out and streamline the process and the sourcing of ingredients to make sure that it still comes in at a price that, that's affordable to customers um, and a process that actually works. So I think the biggest, the biggest learning is really operationalizing food to a shelf-ready product. No, definitely. And I, um, <laughs> I've actually talked about this before on my podcast with one of my good friends. We, gosh, like two or three years ago, got this broad idea, like we're going to start um, a soap company, which 50 million other people um, already capitalized on. But we kind of went through the same thing. Like we want to make sure it's coming from a good source, like cruelty free and everything. And we we thought we were so cool in my tiny galleyway kitchen in my apartment. Like, oh, we're blending this or me. I think we had like three different soaps. And then we were like, we could do um, chapstick and all this. And we were getting really into it. But then it just, we epically failed. And we were like, yeah, this is a lot of work. Um, <laughs> well, not for us. <laughs> if, if nothing else, Stephen, what it will do is give you a whole new appreciation for soap you buy on the shelf, lip balm you have in your pocket, right? And chocolate that you eat off the shelf. It's like, okay, I know a lot of work went into making this a really good product. Exactly. <laughs> Appreciate and that, it. Yeah, I definitely, after that, I went on this, like, after doing research and stuff, because I, you know, and I have sensitive skin as well, too. Um, so it's very hit and miss on what I can use, because I'll, like, break out and um, it looks atrocious. So I started looking and was like, oh, wow, these companies that are making sure it's cruelty-free and all that. And I'm like, I mean, it took us like a week just to come up with three different soaps. It probably (laughs) took years for them to perfect. And so, yeah, appreciation for sure. And I feel like food is kind of, not kind of, but it would be more difficult and more obstacles to come over rather than a soap. A soap is hard enough, but then food is so subjective 
with people, especially sweets, because I'm a sweets person too. And I'm, but I'm very critical. I'm like, mm, no, not for me. So for sure. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, kudos to you for being able to stick that out and do that. So yeah, it, it is a lot of appreciation for Thank sure. You. And a yep. lot of work that goes into it. Um, but another awesome fact <laughs> and everything, of course, and why I, I found your, how I found the company and everything, um, because it is LGBTQ plus owned. Um, and I think that's something that's very important, especially the older I get, the more, even going back to what we were saying before, like if I'm looking for companies that I, I'm going to invest my money into, not invest, but like buy and purchase from, which sure. is in a way investing and everything. I want to make sure that they're not awful and I'm not going to name any, but there's certain places that do not condone LGBTQ plus people. So that's why I wanted to find companies that were owned. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like I don't need to go to X, Y, and Z. Here's one right here. It's my community, my family. And, you know, this is great. I want to, I'd rather go that route. So why do you think that it's super important um, to have those types of companies um, from the community out there and yeah 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 uh well i think first and foremost you know these companies that are owned by diverse people are the people from our community like these companies represent the makeup of our community and that's why i think it's disheartening to see companies that are so huge and really do have monopolies over you know certain products or industries right um, the challenge there is that they are not representative of what our community is made up of. Right. And so I think the more that you see diverse founders um, being out and proud about being diverse and within their community, the more you recognize that they are the, the literal fabric of our community. So that's why I think it's, it's so important to have people kind of speak up and be transparent about um, what what people are really touching our products. And that's, I think the more that we know that, the more that we learn that, the fewer barriers there are to understand and really be empathetic towards your fellow peers and business yeah. people and entrepreneurs who are really just part of our community too. Yeah, and I, I, and I completely agree. And I do, it makes me think of like Pride Month where <laughs> you have big corporations that are like, we'll go rainbow for the month and that's it. Like July 1st, it's down and everything. Right. Um, looking at five North chocolates website and a couple of the other websites that I found, like there's whole sections, like we're diverse and this is how. Um, and like you said, like, I feel like it, it's time. Like you have to put that out there and everything. Um, Cause there is a community. Um, there is, queer money out there so you know they're in a lot of shifting I see especially in my inner circles or people that are supportive of we're not going to x y and z because you know their ceo donates to x y and z that's bad right. um not even just speaking of the the queer community but then also like the black community any minority like you said of as well course. too so I think I think that's super important and I'm super happy that there there are more now I feel like if when I was younger not that I ever googled stuff because google <laughs> was still um up and coming I guess um or at least I didn't know what it was there wouldn't be as many results as there are now so that sure. made me happy when I was I 
I guess in my mind, the way that I've grown up, I was like, there's probably not that many companies out there that are owned by the community. And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> like There really are, right? Look at, yeah. And I, that's why I was like, let me write this article. I want to give them the, the, you know, the spotlight. And then also um, ask them to be on my podcast to give them a spotlight and everything like that too. Um, Cause clearly I'm, I, I want the community to be successful. Yeah. Um, and the, I mean, the more visibility that we can raise to just, I think it's, it's not always a matter of like, wow, we sold, you know, yeah. we sold our queer chocolate into this community. That's such a breakthrough. Sometimes it's a matter of, wow, this person heard about our company being queer owned and now oh, yeah. they know period. Oh, baby little nugget, Steven. If I would have heard, <laughs> oh, there's a queer owned anything. I'd have been like, oh, I could be the president because right? they're just <laughs> handing that out to anybody these days. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think that is super important, especially um, little backs. I grew up in like very backwoods where, you know, you're going to burn in hell if you were gay or anything. So right. I, that would give me, that would have gave little baby nugget Steven uh, a shimmer of hope, like glimmer of hope, like, well, this person made it and they they're thriving and everything like that. So I, yeah, that's a really good point to bring up. So that's awesome. Uh, So now we got to talk about the flavors of (laughs) the Chocolata. So there's, there's three flavors. Um, So if you just want to walk through and you kind of hit on it, like how these flavors came about, um, do you have, do you prefer a certain flavor over another or are they all like, these are my three babies. I can't pick my favorite (laughs) child. (laughs) Um, I will say I'm pretty comfortable and confident in the fact that we've landed on three that are great and we're really happy with. Of course, I have a favorite. Um, And, um, you know, over the course of our time, we've gone through like seven flavors. Um, So we've tried all different things in the past. And like one time we made a, a custom flavor for a mushroom company, believe it or not. They wanted some mushroom chocolate. Oh. So we did it. It worked, honestly. Um, it all sold and it worked and it was fun uh, and unique. But um, yeah, we've, you know, we've experimented with a few different flavors and we've landed, the three we've landed on are our top seller, pistachio sea salt. People love sweet and salty. That's why, um, yeah, I feel yeah. like that would be my favorite. <laughs> yeah. I mean, pistachios are not that common um, of an ingredient within things because they are actually really expensive. Yeah. Um, so I think lots of food companies avoid trying to use them, um, but we went for it. And um, another flavor we do is cinnamon almond. That's my personal favorite. If you like cinnamon, if you like really enjoy like strong, somewhat spicy cinnamon Mm -hmm. uh you would love this and that's that's my personal favorite and it's actually that came as a customer recommendation actually oh wow um so i was really glad we took that on because at first it was just a holiday flavor and then uh it turned out to be delicious so i kept it on yeah i was about to Um, say it seems like it would be like christmas in a cup (laughs) it sounds so good totally totally a, a holiday thing yeah uh and the third and final flavor is our goji berry chocolate and most people they either don't know what a goji berry is or they don't know what it tastes like. <laughs> that, that would be me. I just raised my hand. <laughs> That's great. So um, the way I describe it to people is it's pretty much a cross between a raisin and a date. So 
alone, goji berries are actually kind of earthy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not the tastiest, sweetest, like tartest berry that you want to just snack on, although super yeah. healthy. So if you want to go for it. Um, but I find that when you mix it with something like chocolate, um, it becomes a lot tastier. And it's kind of like a chocolate covered raisin at that point. It's like oh, an elevated okay, yeah. chocolate covered raisin. Okay, I was about to say, because you said raisin, and I completely was like, nope, not for yeah. me. But <laughs> strangely, I will eat chocolate-covered or yogurt-covered yeah. raisins. Yeah. So um, I would definitely, but that's one thing, too, I wanted to point out, because, you know, stocking your website and everything. One, I love the colors, clearly, Sunshine Steven, my <laughs> art and everything. It's rainbow and colorful. Um, and I was like, this is so crisp and nice. You have, like, the green, the yellow, and the red, like, so I was all about that. Thank then, you. <laughs> yeah. You can also um, buy them individually, but then you can cr- build your own pack. So that's nice for me. Cause I was like, I want to taste all of them at once, but I don't right. want to buy three <laughs> separate orders. Like that's a, that's a lot of chocolate. And knowing me too, I have no self-control. Right. <laughs> uh, they would be gone. <laughs> like, <laughs> totally gone. Um, there's so many times me and my husband, if we like something, the same thing, we have to get our own because I will destroy it. And, <laughs> and like, oh my, what? Somebody broke in and ate that, I promise. Um, so that's something that's really cool that I wanted to point out for people that are interested. And that I'm going to link- That came as a customer recommendation also to have oh, like awesome. a sampler pack of, of all the flavors. Um, so yeah, just goes to show, listen to your customers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the people are the ones, you know, you should be really- catering to they're the ones that are the buying and everything um so awesome so now try to try to to shift gears a little bit the next question is really open-ended and i i like to ask this to a lot of guests just to see um if we're on the same wavelength um i've never heard anybody say somebody awful like hitler or anything like that (laughs) that would be i'd be like okay well we're done um so i always ask like who inspires you and this could be anybody um past present future um yeah um i'm gonna say and you could pick multiples you don't have to yeah i'm yeah i might have to but i'm gonna say most recently um is a young woman named Kristen duquette Mm -hmm. she is a paralympian swimmer and um she is just amazing i've listened to a lot of podcasts that she's been interviewed in. Um, and I just, I really appreciate her sense of just belief that, that there's so much good in the world mm-hmm. um, and her constant fight for something that I've, you know, in my kind of privileged state would never have realized would need to be fought for, mm-hmm. but it is what she calls the right to sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, I mean, there's a global fight to, really advocate for people who are disabled to have the right to sport and I think just kind of her um her outlook on on that issue and her advocacy in that world has just helped me be that much more grateful for um being able-bodied and being able to enjoy sport on a regular basis yeah my dog she started to go crazy she loves that too she's she... <laughs> like yes let everybody do whatever they want <laughs> yeah that's super um interesting and awesome too um it does especially with recent events that have happened over the past year 
sometimes I kind of have to check my own, you know, self and everything. And, you know, with privilege and everything like that, it's like, oh yeah. And I, I'll be honest, I've always, cause I'm not a sports person at all. Like, sorry, I'll run Netflix marathons. That's about it. <laughs> um, so I've never thought about that, but I'm like, oh, wow. I, I do have, you know, that privilege of being able-bodied and just basically if I trained at something and was like, Hey, I want to do this. Okay. <laughs> like it's yeah. So that, that right. does shine some light on a min- minority. That's like, we can still do it. Like, I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. Anybody else? Um, I'm going to keep thinking about it, but for now it's, it's Kristen. She's, okay. She's been like my guiding light for a while now. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, it's so funny because uh, I can't remember who it was, but they totally, because I asked them that question. They were like, well, who inspires you? And I'm like, we'd be here all night. I'm a Pisces. So if I find somebody (laughs) that I like and they have a good story, I become obsessed. Um, But right now, um, I think it would be fair to answer so you don't feel alone. I feel like right now I'm really, really inspired by... Well, there's, there's a number of people, but any, honestly, I'll, I'll put it like any, cause I'm, I like to write and uh, I want to publish a book and everything like that. Any queer writer out there, because it's feeding my soul right now, especially in quarantine, <laughs> you know, I never thought that I would be able to live a life where there were gay fiction novels that I could read or autobiographies or anything like that um, it was always taboo or something you know, heteronormative, everything. So right now that's inspiring me a lot, but then also our um, soon to be vice president has really inspired yes. me as well too. And pr- the president elect uh, Joe too, but I mean, a woman in the, like about time, and yeah. a woman of color, like I'm just, I'm like, oh, we could do anything guys. Yes. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Um, so I can't wait for that, uh, the 20th. It is an inspiration. It really, it really truly is. Um, so moving, moving to, and I call these games, but they're really um, lighthearted, silly, not hard hitting questions okay. at all. Except <laughs> I feel like one of the last ones, well, no, it depends um, if you're a music person or not. Um, so these are all kind of semi-related to either chocolate or business wise. Um, and if there's no wrong answers, but just know you would be judged severely if you don't answer correct. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, great. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so the first one was actually on your outline. So you've had some time um, to think besides your own, if you had to eat one type of chocolate for the rest of your life, what chocolate would you pick and why? Mm. Okay. I actually, when I read that question, I only thought of what type of brand I would. I mean, that works too. Okay. Uh, so the brand, another, I mean, I love a lot of chocolate brands. There mm-hmm. are some really cool ones out there. Um, one of my favorites, I think, is uh, a brand called Divine Chocolate. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, I think they're based in D.C. in the U.S. Um, they're based in D.C. They produce their chocolate in Germany. Oh, wow. And they are co-owned with their farmers in Ghana. So it's, it, I mean, it's a really cool, yeah. like pretty radical model uh, where their Ghanaian farmer, co- cocoa farmers mm-hmm. actually own part of the company and share part of the profits. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so not only really cool model, but super high quality European chocolate, great flavors, you know, company on a mission. Um, and I've, I've just been like a longtime fan of theirs. 
So if I had to pick one, it would be them. They also have tons of flavors too. So I know I'd never get bored. (laughs) Yeah, true. Yeah. That's yeah. I didn't even think of it in a perspective of a brand. Um, I do have to admit though, I'm not a huge chocolate fan. I have to be in the mood, but I'm a sweets person. Like give me candy all day long. (laughs) Um, Even though a lot of people give me severe judgment because my favorite candy is Twizzlers. And people are like, those are disgusting. No <laughs> and I'm like, those are so good. Like, I like weird candy. Like, do you um, do you know the circus peanuts? Those orange marshmallowy, yeah. love those. Everybody else hates them. Yeah, that's a that's I a pass. That, I could see that being a point of contention with candy lovers. <laughs> okay, well, what about? And this is the number one. What about candy corn? Uh, that's a no okay it's gonna be a no from me (laughs) yeah I I mean I could eat a few if there was a bowl in front of me I'd eat a few pieces I would but I would never choose it yeah I I love candy corn my husband literally will gag at the side of it and is like how do you eat okay wait I think I have an even weirder candy than the the marshmallow peanuts okay um do you know those I don't I think they're called like UFO saucers (laughs) they are okay so they're like basically it's like practically like edible paper <laughs> um and then there's like almost like nerds inside of it it's a that... really old time candy so you can like shake them but then you can eat the whole thing and the 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 outside part just kind of like melts in your mouth it is the that. weirdest consistency that's so um, weird but there's something about it that i love like i actually love those <laughs> i'll have to google that and see so no judgment on the candy corn and peanut okay good products. everybody has their own yeah you know that's my weird one (laughs) yeah i will have to google that because that sounds it sounds like something out of a willy wonka factory (laughs) it it really does i think they're called like us ufo saucers that is yeah i'll have to google it speaking of willy wonka satellite wafers i'm sorry satellite wafers Mm -hmm. i feel like if i saw them i'd be like oh yeah i've eaten that before but maybe not um i'll have to i'll google it while um you think of this next question (laughs) speaking of Willy Wonka I'm assuming you've seen um Charlie and Chocolate Factory I have I think Willy Wonka and the Chocolate they changed the the newer one in the Disney was it no it was Tim Burton that did it with Johnny Depp oh right I haven't seen that one actually don't even no I've seen the Johnny Depp one oh you have yes but you haven't seen the original no, no, I've seen the original. I thought I thought okay. you were mentioning a, a new, new one. No, 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 I haven't. Yeah, I don't. Okay. Okay. The so Grinch that, recently came out with a new, new yeah, one. Yeah, I say I new, but about. I guess it's newer than the, the yes, original yes, yes. one. Um, yeah, the, the Willy, the, I think they changed it to Willy Wonka. The Johnny Depp one is just really creepy and weird. It is. Um, <laughs> no shade to Tim Burton and Willy Wonka, but it was weird. Um, I'm So I'm really, when I'm referring, it's really um, Charlie and Charlie Factory, but if you were to win a trip, um, get a golden ticket, I guess, to visit Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, what would you look forward to the most? Mm. Um, I think the flavored wallpaper. Yeah, that was I, I. That scene just sticks out in my head so much. Yeah, it definitely. Um, when I was thinking about this too, I was like, you know, I should probably answer these questions as well. I didn't even pick a chocolate answer though. Should I have? No, no, no. Like, no. should I have said like I dive head first in the chocolate fountain? No, because that's how children die. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> well, not die. Allegedly, yeah, <laughs> exactly. The Oompa Loompas um, scared me. 
Yeah. Uh, and I just pulled up these satellite wafers. I've never seen this before in my uh, life. They look like Tums, but I might. They're so weird. I mean, they're the weirdest candy, but there's something about, like, I love the texture. When you crunch on them, it like, it's a combination of like the melting wafer and the crunching candy. Uh, there's something about it. I'll have to, I might. You only them. really find them at like, like, you know, old school candy shops. Yeah, like general stores and stuff. Yeah. I, I bet um well I don't want to say that where it would be because they're not very uh friendly but <laughs> I know I know of a place <laughs> that it would be probably um Willy Wonka though yeah I was always obsessed as a kid when um Willy Wonka is singing and he has the teacup oh thing, yeah and then he just takes a bite of it I don't know what in my mind I was like I just want to do that I want to have edible yep. plates and stuff like that that's a great answer too yeah, the, the wallpaper, though, I did think it was between those two. Never really had a desire for the chocolate because the chocolate lake, I get a river, whatever it was, because I'm like, oh, it's quite <laughs> watery, too. Like, that's, that's what I'm like. It looks like um, melted chocolate. That is like chocolate water. Yeah, exactly. I was like, that doesn't look like they like, poured Ovaltine into a glass of water. Exactly. I'm like, I don't yeah. think this is very sanitary either. <laughs> <laughs> at all so. well it wasn't when he jumped in the kid exactly i was like how can you like stop germs and stuff no yeah no yeah. but those two yeah the wallpaper and the, the edible um teacup eatery and stuff yeah so the next question i have is um of course excluding any flavors that you have now or you can share fla- other flavor stories that you've had um if you were to make a flavor combo specific to two of your favorite things what would you make? Ooh. And if you want to think about it, I can answer it with mine. Answer yours first. Okay. I'm there, but you go first. I, I love two things in this world besides my husband and dogs. <laughs> don't, don't know. But I love, I'm obsessed with coffee and peanut butter. I don't know if that would be a good combo, but I would be willing to try. <laughs> I think it, it could work. Possibly. If you end up uh, making this and selling it, I want 10%. No. (laughs) But I just, I just, and I don't know why I spent way too much time trying to answer this for myself. And I was like, what are two? And I, I mean, anything with peanut butter in it, Mm. I'm here for. They could be like, this is peanut butter filled dog poop. And I'd be like, I'll try it. It's (laughs) peanut butter. And coffee, I, um. Literally, my doctor has told me you probably should stop drinking. Cool it, yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? This is only my sixth cup of the day. Right. Um, Well, coffee and chocolate make mocha. And mocha and peanut butter, I could see. Oh, yeah. I'm not so dumb I didn't put that together, that mocha. That's okay. I mean, sometimes you just have to, you know, mush the puzzle pieces together. Yeah. Uh, Okay, I really like your answer. So I came up with two separate flavors. Oh, okay. That's that totally I really fine. Like. Okay, one of them was actually coffee. So okay, good. Um, one of them's coffee, and then the other is mango. I love mango. Oh, I do love mango. I like love to eat mango. I do too. Fruit. Yeah, it, I love the. <laughs> it's so weird because I like I love the smell and yes. everything of mango. Like it's and coffee. I mean, yeah, great combination. I wouldn't eat them together. No, man, no, I know that would be terrible. <laughs> that would be so, but separately, it would be nice. Yes. Like, eat the coffee one in the morning and then snack on the mango one yes. in the evening, but not together. I'd have to think on a like a double combination that would work together. That I'd have to like spend some time on, I feel like. Yeah. Well, if you, you do message me because I'd be curious okay. to see 
And if anybody else listening has a award-winning idea of a chocolate combination, I feel like in my mind, there's so many things that I'm like, that sounds like it might be good together. But I'm also one of those people, my husband makes fun of me all the time. Like if we go to an ice cream shop, he's boring. And it's like, I'm going to get vanilla with sprinkles. And I'm like, oh, I want this green tea lavender. (laughs) (laughs) I want this lemon raspberry fizzle or whatever. And he's always like, oh, you're so weird. I always like the weird. And I thinking about this earlier, anything with banana in it, I'm here for it. I'm cool. With the, you're like, oh. No, no, I, I actually really do like things with banana in them, but I know most people in my experience don't like banana flavored things. Correct, yeah. They just like, it's either a banana or nothing. Yeah, I, I, I've noticed that a lot of people, they're like, ew you eat like and i'm like i don't know <laughs> they don't like the, the artificial taste of bananas but whatever um and but chocolate covered bananas is a thing totally so i feel like chocolate and bananas would be a good thing to get definitely well, with some peanut butter on it too see okay that's where you can include peanut butter yeah no problem and then drink coffee on the side <laughs> yeah just keep them separate <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i feel like all of that together would be a lot um last question that i have so imagine you're launching something a new product a new chocolate something i don't know um or you're just having a a a party for the company or whatever and you could pick three artists to perform so i'm talking musical guest you have three and i'm gonna throw another at you they could be um past present future alive or deceased to give you time, I can answer with mine. Yes, please. <laughs> um, Judy Garland. Oh, good choice. Yeah, because I'm obsessed. I'm actually, um, most people don't realize, but in my office, it's Wizard of Oz theme. So <laughs> it's, yeah, favorite movie of all time. And the book that I'm writing is literally themed with um, Wizard of Oz stuff. So Judy Garland, um, Katy Perry, because I'm obsessed. And okay, yes, I know she's not for everybody, but... I'm still staying her. I know she went a little wonky over the past couple of years, but it, it is what it is. And then, oh, I, I just realized they're all females, but whatever. And then um, one of my all-time favorites and my mom's favorite was Cher. I would just oh. love Cher to tear down the house. So yep. clearly it's stereotypical gay man's response is three gay icons. I love it. I love it. That would be a party in my eyes. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so if I was hosting a holiday party and I had three artists that I could bring, um, I would bring The weekend. Okay, yeah, that's a good solid choice. I really love The weekend. I've loved The weekend for like a long, I feel like I've been through a lot with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so good memories with The weekend. Um, another maybe lesser well-known artist is um, Alina Baraz. There's just some really, I don't know if it would be really like, oh no, I think it would be great dance music yeah for the party um i don't think people be like oh my god it's alina yeah <laughs> but, but to, i would to look yeah um yeah i'll send you a few a few of her songs okay um, yeah i'm a big music person i usually that I really get that like. reaction when i'm like now but now because taylor swift has changed um that perspective but the band heim i've been obsessed with them for years since 2014 yes. and they're now in a taylor swift song so people are like oh who's this band of sisters and i'm like I've done been new, but before I'd be like, I love Haim and people would be like, who, what? And I'm like, I'd be in a store or something and a Haim song comes on and I'm like, oh my God, like ready to jam. And people are like, 
all right somebody you gotta own it yeah exactly so and if this is your party you get to pick so exactly so (laughs) sorry to Um, cut you off but no that's okay my third would probably not be well known by listeners of this podcast but it would actually be a german artist yeah probably not yeah his name is max giesinger um he's probably like the equivalent of like miley cyrus okay in germany okay um so I just, I, I like some of his songs and some of his more popular songs. In right, you'll have to too. send me. I, I do, will send you if you want. I there do. are actually some like English versions of his songs too. Okay, I was about to say, if it's really popular. German, I, I probably, I'd be like, I can bop to this. That's how I feel. <laughs> Sometimes I listen to um, Latin songs and I'm like, I have no clue what you're saying. Right. I know every other word, but this <laughs> yes. is great. Um, he was actually on The Voice and they did this like, they did this song with kids. It was like a kid's version of The Voice. Oh. And he was on it singing like the German part of his song. And then he had someone singing like an English version and a Spanish version, like all mixed together. Oh, that's so awesome. So and it was very nice. cool. So oh, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, I'll have to look. Yeah, send me those because I, I always am on the lookout for, although right now I feel like the song that is sweeping the nation right now is the driver license song. Yes. Obsessed. And I had, I think it shuffled on during a run <laughs> recently. Oh my gosh. What a depressing song to run to. It was. I'm pretty sure I switched it really fast, which is why yeah. I can't tell you that I loved it yet. See, I can't I do that. Yeah. Time. If I'm on the treadmill, um, even though the last time I was on the treadmill was probably three years ago, um, or working out, it has to be upbeat. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be running and be like, oh, let me, you know. And it's yeah. so funny because I, because um, my husband really enjoys it too. So we'll play it and listen to it. And I'm like, our neighbors probably think we're going through a divorce. Like, this is a really sad song, <laughs> but like, <laughs> not, it's not that at all. But um, I'm super excited. Um, for new music although i had to say last year there was a lot of good albums that came out um even though i love katie perry loved her album Miley Cyrus had a good album but taylor swift owned mm. 2020 i don't know if you're a t-swift fan um i enjoy taylor swift but i'm not like <laughs> that's a no <laughs> <laughs> no it's just, I, I just like i haven't listened to the full album i'm still getting flagged okay. for it yeah i know First of all, there's two albums. <laughs> oh, sorry. I know, I know, I know. I'm way behind. <laughs> Second of all, well, I guess it really depends because a lot of people like it. You either like it or you don't because it's very folky. Right. Like, I enjoy that about her, though. She could do country pop, folky, um, or whatever. Um, so really got me <laughs> my feels <laughs> when I first listened to them. But again, I'm a Pisces and I'm always in my feels. So that's why I feel like. That was a domination. Was there any other music that came out last year that you... I actually asked this um, to a couple of friends on a podcast. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Miley recently. Oh, her new album? Yeah. Obsessed. Plastic Cards? Yes. Um, Especially Running. Yeah. I need to to run more, do something to get... No, I mean, that's when I I have time to, like, just listen to music and enjoy it. Um, so that's why I usually think about that. That's probably why I haven't listened to Driver's License in full yet. Yeah, I have a moment when I listen to music, like I have to shut everybody out. I put on these <laughs> sound canceling headphones and really get into it. And that's what I did with a, a lot of stuff. But Miley Cyrus's album, I mean, 
amazing, which I've always loved Miley. I don't care mm-hmm. what people say. I know, but she, <laughs> yeah, that, that new album is amazing. It reminds me of like eighties. Like, yes. Punk rock mixed with Miley Cyrus. I don't know. <laughs> like she's her that. own person. Yeah. Um, anyways, back on track. Thanks for answering those, <laughs> those hard hitting questions. They were uh, fun, but they did make me think. Yeah, exactly. I always get that. People are like, oh, that really made me think like I didn't. And I'm like, that's what I'm here to do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always like, but they're silly. There's nothing like, you know, if you were hanging on a cliff and you could only save one person, (laughs) would you choose? Uh, I feel like I have to end a lot of relationships that way. Um, Anywho, next question. And this is what I I always ask um, every guest this because I'm very big into mental health and um i know there's a stigma around it and everything so i'm trying to in my own way break that stigma and let people know like everybody struggles with this and this is what we do to cope so i always ask um guests what is something if you don't mind sharing you could be like not telling you um that you do to keep your mental health in check Mm, happy to share um i would say there's two things i do daily that i have found to make a significant impact one is running, but I already talked about running, so I'm not going to bore you with that. But I do try and run every day. Um, and the other is um, it's really quick and easy. I have a gratitude journal right next to my bed. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And I just write three things right before bed every night that I'm grateful for from the day. And I find it's a great exercise because even like on a bad day when mm. I'm not in the mood and I'm not happy, like I'm still finding myself being forced to find just those three things. And um, yeah, I find that that really does help. And I think it kind of helps reset you before bed. Yeah, um, that's awesome. And I, I got so excited because in an earlier episode, I actually shared that tip. Um, I call it the grateful game, but I Ooh. do it opposite. I do it when I get up because <laughs> I'm not a morning person until like three iced coffees into the day (laughs) so when I get up I'm like all right what are three things that you're grateful for it kind of gets my like mindset of see you're grateful for these things or work towards these so get up so the grateful game three things Um, I love it so that's really good but before bed I I usually read um but then I journal as well too like like a little school girl like (laughs) that's great today was great because yeah (laughs) um and I'm definitely doing a lot more running I will say in the past when I've run, I liked it, but I couldn't do it. I wouldn't, I don't think I enjoy it like out in public, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like hey, on a treadmill, an AC all day, but like out in public where people can see me and be like, why is he running like that? Um, I feel like, yeah. plus I'm also naturally a giant. So I feel <laughs> like, like I would, there's a, there's a park here that a lot of runners go to I need my space, like move, like I'm especially in coronavirus. Exactly. Yeah. That too. And I'm like, my legs will, I will take you out real fast with a roundhouse (laughs) kick. Like there's, there's a lot going on here. So, but I, I, that's something that I have goals for this year to be a little bit more active. Is it the park in Charlotte that has like, like the bouncy turf? What? No. No, Okay. (laughs) Uh, but okay. now I want to find that park. <laughs> so my last trip before quarantine was to Charlotte. So it has a special place in my heart. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I went for a run in Charlotte and I found this really cool park. Okay. I'm going to try to find it on a map for you. I was about and to say. It had like this really great, like bouncy <gasps> floor. 
if that makes sense. Almost yeah. like a playground, but like the whole park was that. Yeah. Um, and it was awesome. Great for like stretching and like if you want to do like yoga um, and even for running on it, it was really helpful. Yeah, that's really awesome. I, I know the only thing that I can think of is there were playgrounds growing up that the floor was like, not the floor, but the ground, whatever it was, was like. Yes. Like if you fell on it, you wouldn't bust like your knee. Like impact resistant or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, the park that I, it's uh, Freedom Park and it, it's really pretty though because it has um, like a, a, a pond or lake with fountains and, but there's like a track around it and there's bikers on it though, like people on bikes, which we've done that. I've, I've done biking and that was fun, but running wise, I feel like I would take a lot of people out because I'm like, <laughs> I'm that way when I walk, like I am, my friends and my husband always hate because I'm like, they're like, it's not a race. And I'm like, I'm on a mission. Like, oh yeah, I'm a fast walker. For yeah. Sure. I'm such a fast walker. There's been times where I'm like, I'm going to take this person out by the kneecaps if they don't get out my way. Um, but not really don't condone violence. <laughs> but now I'm curious to see where that park is. I'm going to send it to you. I, I am finding the cool thing is I can like look back on, on runs. So I'm going to find that one and just show you. Oh, that's really awesome. Clearly I don't get out much. <laughs> no, it's okay. Well, especially now. And in my defense, um, I've only lived in Charlotte. It'll be two years in April. Okay. So you're still exploring. Yeah. So, but one year was in lockdown quarantine. So there's, we didn't, I didn't go anywhere. But I'll, I'll definitely have to you have to look. Um, while you're looking at that too, I'll give the next question. Well, question slash whatever you want to get with it. I always ask people recommendations. So this could be any current movies or music, which we talked about a little bit, um, TV shows, podcasts, books, um, anything that you're just obsessed with right now that you're like, oh, I, I have to tell as many people about this. Um. So my mom is on a streak right now of finding really great, like lesser known Netflix shows. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The best. Um, but she's like, she's been really finding some gold recently. So two of them that we actually binged together um, was one was called Call the Midwife, mm-hmm. uh, which was about, it's like 1950s urban impoverished London Uh, And it's all about these midwives, like basically helping people get pregnant and have babies um, and like just survive their lives in, in poor London in the fifties. Great show called the midwife. And then the second one that we binged recently was called Rita. uh, And it's a Danish show. Oh, Uh, So if you're cool subtitles, it's hilarious. And I also just think the Danish language is really funny and entertaining to listen to. So, um, really cool show it's just about like a kind of like a rebel school teacher who just gets into lots of trouble but you really love her and want her life to work out so you just kind of root her on along the way (laughs) those two shows i would recommend i have to look at i always try to look for the it's either opposite i look for ones that like nobody's heard of this i've discovered a treasure (laughs) or ones that like are shows that everyone and everybody and i'm like "Uh, i don't care i'm I'm gonna rebel and then i go back and watch it i'm like oh my god why did i not watch love is blind when it first came out like (laughs) this is great like it's so it's such on the opposite but i i did find myself last week and i talked about this in um the the episode that came out this week i watched like three or four different minimalist (laughs) documentaries i did too and i was like 
Oh, and then immediately after, I went to the um, store and got big black trash bags and <laughs> filled them with clothes and stuff to donate because I'm like, excellent. I couldn't <laughs> now. I I will not go extreme and live in a tiny house because again, I'm a giant and I don't feel like fair. I would feel comfortable. It's not for everyone. Yeah, but I was like, get rid of everything. <laughs> <Anyways>. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Anything Perfect. else that comes to mind? Any. Um, um, I recently read a great book, uh, which really ties back to mental health. Uh, it's called Why We Sleep. Oh, I need to write this. Down. And um, I think what prompted me to read it was that it was on Bill Gates' reading list. So oh, I was like, oh, it must be great. <laughs> um, and it actually was. It was relatively scientific. So there were parts where I was like, what just happened? Like, yeah. I don't know how the brain works, but I guess but people that, reading yeah. this do. Um, but regardless, I think it just really reinforced like, how important sleep is and just mm-hmm. how it's tied to almost every human function um, that we carry out throughout the day. So I just, I really enjoyed the read. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out. I'm a big reader, um, I, but I'm trying to you. limit myself now. Yes. I'll read like three or four books at once. That's fantastic though. Most people have the other, you know, the pro- opposite problem. Yeah, so now, but I'm trying to be like, I don't know, I, I I view them as like people in a way where I'm like, oh, you're not giving this right. book the attention that it needs because you're so, <laughs> or like, I'll start reading a book. And I'm like, this is good. And then I'm like, oh, well, let me start Michelle Obama's book. And I'm like, sorry, other book. <laughs> right. I know. It's like, this is a high priority. So you need to. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm that, that book nerd. That's like, I have to limit myself to one at a time, but I try to <laughs> mix it up with like, inspirational mental health something or autobiography and then like a fiction and stuff like that but I'll definitely have to check that one out because sleep is super important um and I've learned that recently too like you know, just... yeah and the book just like reaffirmed it and and taught me why really I knew it was I just never really knew why yeah exactly yeah no it's, it's good to because you're like yeah sleep is important of course but then to get further into Pass it is that. nice anything else that comes to mind I don't want to keep plugging on if you I would say those are the main ones yeah yeah especially now with um no I feel like any streaming service I'm like thank you so much for (laughs) um putting content on there because we we've relied on them a lot over um lockdown and everything I don't know if you ever did but a lot of people did got into Tiger King last year at the beginning I never did I never did it and then I found out that it wasn't (laughs) (laughs) honestly I, at first I, I really did feel like I was missing out but I was still kind of rebelling and yeah. just not watching it and then I don't know I think nobody really bothered me about it again so it didn't feel like it was that important well I'm bothering you because it's <laughs> it's a wild ride for sure but I, I feel like with a lot of shows like that um because I do I did the same thing I rebelled with love is blind and everything right. but like Tiger King I feel like the because it was so good, but then also the best thing that comes out of it is like memes and stuff True. on the internet. So, which now I don't understand. So I guess that's you. Yeah, would that's on me. That's you, on me. If you do watch it, I want you to circle back with me and viewers that or listeners, not viewers, uh, listeners that have viewed it. I want you to let me know if you think Carol Baskins did it or not. Okay. Okay. That is, that's the main. I'll weigh in main points <laughs> that people get into heated debates about and I I won't yeah um anywho so yeah those are great um I'll definitely check out the book and those shows 
Um, next, I always like to ask people, you know, plug any social media. It doesn't have to be your own, but if you, you want to tell them where to find um, Five North at and really any projects, anything that you want to share with the world to be like, this is what I'm doing. Check it out here. Or if you just want to tell everybody to leave you alone, that's fine too. No judgment. No, <laughs> no we welcome, we welcome the attention. Um, definitely, you know, we're on all the social channels. Mm-hmm. So five North chocolate, pretty easy to find five North chocolate.com. Um, I would say what to look for next. We're working on a couple of things that are pretty exciting. Uh, we're working on a recipe that, um, our chocolate will be sweetened with coconut sugar. Oh, so yeah, really interesting and different kind of flavor profile. Yeah. Um, I really find it to be kind of elevated and cool in that sense. It it's it's kind of adds like a caramel type sweetness oh, to it, if yeah. that makes sense. Obsessed, yeah. Um, it's also better for like blood sugar spikes. It doesn't oh. spike so quickly. It's like a more slow release of energy over time. So kind of a health component there and then we're working really hard to see if we can um use recyclable packaging oh that's awesome exciting yeah oh yeah that's super cool well i mean yeah i'll have to keep um keep up with that and see because that would be really cool yeah yeah we're excited to like really just take the plunge into that it's it's a long and tough process and it's super expensive but we think it's really important so yeah that's always i feel like going back to a little bit earlier, like a lot of people probably do stop and say, well, that's a, a expensive or that's too much work or anything. Um, they give up their soap business after a week, but some people actually stick it out and say, no, this is, you know, I feel like, important. yeah, important stuff. Um, RIP soap business <laughs> lasted yeah. a week. Um, but my podcast has almost been a year, so I did See, stick to something. So. You just got to try different things. Exactly. Oh, and I, I've tried, we, I've actually done a creative corner with my friend and we've gone through a list of everything that we've tried to be creative and get into and hobbies and stuff. And, um, so far writing and podcasting is the only thing that has stuck in reading. Stick to what works. I yeah, love it. Exactly. Um, Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Are you on Clubhouse though? That's the big hot topic too. I'm not. I'm very behind the times. I'm not. I'm telling you, the marketing is amazing for this because it's so exclusive right now. You have to have an invite and everything. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I finally got an invite um, (laughs) literally like three days ago, Um, but it's a really good networking thing but it's very confusing to pick up mm. i had to take they're literally the founders of the app had an orientation onboarding to go through because oh i'm like what do i do like i'm so used to like instagram or something so <laughs> um but yeah i was just curious because that's taking over a lot of people right now so not yet maybe yeah. one day yeah one day yeah well I, it's gonna be released to like the public soon but they're like really smart with like it's you know you have to have an invite right now so it's making people talk about it um and it's great no hate or anything towards it but i'm also like it's pretty hyped up <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i got it. i was like okay now what like it's and they're still working out a lot of the the kinks i hope clubhouse doesn't not that any of them would probably be like let me listen to this specific yeah you know podcast and everything but yeah anyways i digress well, thank you um, so much. Um, before we go, though, I did have a thought. Did you want to explain the name and where yeah. that came from? Not your name. 
clearly that was a birthday yes. gift um <laughs> so five north chocolate um because i found it online i was like oh that's super interesting um if you want to before we leave yeah of course so cacao the fruit that makes chocolate what it is uh, only grows 10 degrees north and south of the equator uh, and two-thirds of the world's cacao grows at five degrees north of the equator which is west africa um, so five north came from the kind of um, directional point on a map uh, that shows really the origin of the fruit that makes chocolate possible. And so we kind of wanted to pay homage to that by including that in our name. Awesome. Yeah, good good chocolate, good business model, good person all the way around. Um, so I'll definitely link everything below um, so that listeners can, because we're all lazy now, we're like, where's the link? <laughs> I'll, I'll check it out, but where's the link? So right. I'll link that all below. But I do uh, want to thank you again for taking time um, and chatting about this and I look forward to seeing if you think Carol Baskins did it or not. Okay. (laughs) Thanks, Stephen. I'll report back. Awesome. Thank you. Don't you want some chocolate now (laughs) or candy? I was uh, super craving um, something sweet after that interview. Uh, Yeah. So maybe we should meditate those feelings away or just go order some chocolate from five north chocolate <laughs> i almost dropped my book there um let me find a good 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 one okay <clears throat> Ooh, this is a longer one carefully review your current life your schedule finances work relationships family life home leisure activities possessions goals and spiritual pursuits see if you can simplify each of these areas would you feel happier if you could? Bitch. I love that. That's, yeah. There's so much, like, I feel like we put a lot on our plates and get very, like, flustered and stuff. So you have to kind of take a step back sometimes and say, what can I, you know, simplify, downsize, like, consolidate or anything like that. Freeze up your mind. Um... And, you know, it's just a beautiful little thing. So let's ponder that while we enjoy this week's Meditation Minute. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I hope you enjoyed this sweet treat. (laughs) So dumb. Uh, But yeah, I hope you did enjoy the interview with Ben and um, getting to learn, you know, 
how his journey into the Willy Wonka-ness world of chocolate making. I, um, you know, want to give a big shout out and send positive vibes for anybody out there that, you know, has a, a dream, a vision, a goal, or, you know, anything just starting a business because, you know, it's rough. Like I talked about, I failed um, making soaps and stuff like that. So, but let me tell you, you can do this. You are just amazing. And I'm super excited to try the um, sea salt pistachio chocolate. Because, I mean, anything with a pistachio, I'm here for it. Like right now, I'm obsessed with the Starbucks pistachio latte. It's so freaking good, and I just, I can't, yeah. Uh, and that's a great thing. Like I said, you, you can try, like, it's, honestly, you can, you can get a whole bunch of, a pack of six of one of the three flavors, or you can do, like, a trial and um, get some of each you know, just to figure out what you like. Uh, so that's super awesome. Go check out Five North Chocolate. I'll have the link down below. Um, it, it's just, it's just such amazing. And also a queer owned business. So that's super exciting. But that's all I have for you for this week. So um, hopefully you enjoyed. If you could um, share with your friends and then you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Clubhouse at Sir Stephen Rice. Stay safe, stay sunny, and until next time, have a fantastic day.